man, finally we made it backstage. Dude, I know. Bob's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking nice touch with that brick through the window. Innocent to proven guilty. <laughs> ah, no worry. We'll fucking blame it on that idiot, Bob. Yeah, I don't know why you got that fucking disgruntled fucking bigot as a security. I don't know, man, but he's fucking easy to outrun. Dude, we got to figure out a uh, distraction to get this guy off stage. I think uh, we'll come up with something. Don't worry. I think we did I got it once. It. I think I got it right here. Hey, miss. Miss. Hey, can you let uh, Mr. Chris Williams know that someone broke into his tour bus? Yeah, thanks. Thanks. All right, dude. Hey, go grab that microphone right there and uh, wait for my cue. Yeah, you gotcha. All right, let's do this. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Here we go again. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Jesse Carter. Pro Wrestling Shoot. It's about to get exciting. Pro Wrestling Shoot. How long is this going to last? Pro Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Today, I am joined with my co-host, James Pinard Jr. James, what the fuck is going on, man? Good to have you back. It's good to be back. I know I missed some uh, no true talk, thankfully. So uh, that's, a, that's a good sign. No bullshit this week for me. Yeah, man. well, weather, weather will do that, man. Fucking serves him right. No, no fucking true talk because his building had to postpone. I don't think that we're going to get that lucky this week, unfortunately. Well, we'll have to do what we do. And if he uh, interrupts, I think we got something coming for him. Yeah. Anyway, man, how the fuck has your week been, dude? I hope you uh, had a good week off. Uh, Conrad came last week and held down the fort, dude. We talked about Eddie Guerrero. We talked about uh, some WWE. We talked some AEW. We talked some Hook which we're going to get into uh, a little bit later in this episode. Did you happen to catch last week's uh, work? I did. I did. And, uh, man, you got to appreciate Hook. I know it's only been two matches, but you got to appreciate. I mean, I am, like Conrad said, um, it's something about, like, the look he has. It's something about just no talking. It's just something fits him. The song, the, like, practically it's like a free copy of his dad in the younger form. I'm not into it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just not my thing, man. Um, it'll, it'll take your time. It'll take time. Yeah, don't um, worry. It's it's just not my thing yet, dude. Uh, two matches and and the one match he had, I just fucking I don't know. If you look closely, too, man, the kid almost fucking hurt himself with a German or with a belly to belly to back suplex. Fucking like overbridged it, landed on his head. Like the kid's got a lot of work. I mean, I understand he's like a phenomenon right now. <laughs> and the fucking fans. Yeah, are I mean him. the t-shirt sales, the memes of Sen Hook. I mean, it's, it's fun. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock that. I just don't think that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's not like the best wrestler in the world, but people are making him fucking out to be, which is uh, something. I don't know. It's something special. It's definitely a, a it's movement. It's different. It's a father and son bond type of deal. It's a very big deal. I mean, his dad. 
got emotional when he wrestled his first match. Everyone was been waiting for the first let, time he was going to fight. Let me ask you a question. Is that really his son? I believe so. I thought it was. They've mentioned it a number of times. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Interesting. Just to, But I believe I believe it is. I don't see. Uh, on December 16th episode of Dynamite Hook, Taz's real-life son, Tyler, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, was introduced as the newest member of Team Taz. So, yes, that is his son. His, his son's real name is Tyler. Oh, nice. Um, I just had to fucking take a little intervention right there. My uh, laptop battery was fucking <laughs> unplugged, and I was, like, looking <laughs> everywhere for this cable. I didn't know I unplugged it. Uh, so if you guys heard some crashing around, that was me being a jackass and botching up the podcast. Anyway, dude, I, that's that's interesting to me, dude. I didn't know that uh, he, did, he looks nothing like Taz. <laughs> Taz is fucking fat, ball of nothing. The hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the hair and fucking hook is... Uh, yeah, a heartthrob, <laughs> as as Conrad would put it. As, yep, I was about to say a heartthrob. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm going to give it time for right now. Like I thought that that ma- I only watched the one match. I'll go back and watch. I, I told Conrad I'd go back and watch that Fuego. I still haven't. Um, I don't know, man. That one match I watched was fucking crap. I don't care what anybody says. That shit was garbage. That was not like I. I am too old school to believe in some shit like that, but. Um, I'm happy that the fans are happy, and I'm happy that they're enjoying it. So I'm not going to take this and uh, ruin their enjoyment. That's <laughs> that's basically how it, I it's it. different. It's different. He's young. We like the youth in wrestling. Let's see what he goes with this. I know they have like little segments. Um, I know I was going to put this as a New Year's resolution. I'm going to watch more um, Rampage because I know I kind of BS'd it a lot. I know the spoilers messed it. Messed it up a lot. We're gonna, we're, I'm gonna try we're to definitely, watch that. Yeah, the spoilers <laughs> fucked it up for me too. But um, after this last, after this last week, well, not not this last week. Uh, I guess two weeks ago, as you're hearing this. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it a little bit more myself, man. I know the fucking AEW fans like you ain't watching Rampage. Like, what the fuck is up, Kyle? No, what did you say? What the fuck, dude? I get it, man. I get it. But you know what? I just don't watch wrestling on Fridays. I don't. Like, it's the... It, it's not the same. I can't watch the the YouTube stream stuff, like, nothing against Dark or Dark Elevations. I just... I don't know. It feels like very, uh, like, NXT, like, when NXT was on the network. I just couldn't watch it. If it's on TV, I'll watch it. That's how I am. Yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. When I watch Rampage, I have fun watching it. I just... I can't, I have such a hard time catching shit on Fridays. Like I don't even watch SmackDown or any of the, anything that's on Friday. I really don't watch. Um, I do make time Saturdays to watch the pay-per-views when they do come on, uh, for AEW. But other than that, man, Friday night is my last night of work, uh, on my actual job, <laughs> my day job, not my hustle, which is the podcast. But, um, yeah, dude, I just, I'm so burnt out by Friday, I'm ready to just chill out and hang out with my wife and and do the family thing, you know what I mean? So, Friday night is just not it for me, dude, but there has been a lot of wrestling going on lately, um, and we will get to that, but there's also been a lot of dirt as well, man, and I'm glad that you're back, because now we get to resume our regularly scheduled program with the dirt with James Bernard Jr. James, what do you got for us, man? Let's just um, 
how would I approach this? You've talked about it. I've talked about it. A lot of people have talked about it. Um, I think everybody at this moment knows the whole debacle with Tony Khan and Big Swole. Um, I'll just bring it to you right away. How do you feel about the whole situation? I kind of want to see how your take is of how Tony reacted to it, how Big Swole went to it, and now all the other wrestlers are getting involved. What is your take on it? So I, I kind of made a presence online, which I normally don't when it comes to some of this drama that uh, <laughs> wrestling presents. Um, and here, here's my thing on it, dude. Like, yeah, I get it. Big Swole wasn't um, the best of women's wrestlers. She wasn't. You know what I mean? We get that. I think that we understand that. But at the same time, she didn't really have that chance to grow in AEW. And I'm not like saying that Tony Khan or AEW is not diverse enough because I it, it's it's obviously not the fact. Okay, there's there's plenty of diversity in AEW. What I'm saying is. <laughs> Tony Khan needs to stay the fuck off of Twitter. He just does, dude. Like, he he sounds ridiculous. He sounds like a high schooler. What he said to Big, Big Swole was unacceptable. Like, I get, like, she took, you know, the way that she did her interview when she mentioned the diversity in AEW, she did it with, like, a completely different attitude. Tony Khan got really upset about this and and straight took a shot at her and her skills, which could hurt her in the future, getting work somewhere else. And I just thought that that was unacceptable. And not only that, dude, he was very insensitive about the fact that she felt that there was some diversity in the company. And that's what kind of ticked me off. It's like, dude, that's like, I even, I I commented on his tweet and I was like, that's kind of fucked up, dude. Like as a professional promoter who owns a, a big time company, you just don't get on and say some stupid shit like that. Some stuff you have to be able to let go, regardless of what is said about you. Like, if you know that you're diverse, leave it at that. The company knows you're diverse, leave it at that. You don't need to fucking get on here and take shots, you know what I mean? Like, it, he just sounded ridiculous. Um, I love AEW, and I, I know that the company is diverse. That is not the point. But as a professional, you do not come on and say some stupid shit like he did. Like it just, it didn't sit well with me. I didn't like the situation. I felt for Swole. Um, and once again, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. She wasn't, she's not the best wrestler. Right. But you don't go on there and fucking trash an ex employee. You know what I mean? Regardless of how, like she was, she was like presenting a, a legitimate concern of how she feels inside that it wasn't diverse enough. You know what I mean? So, it, it it is what it is, and now because of all this, I believe that Jade will be on top. Um, by the time you guys are hearing this, what is that finals match on on this coming Dynamite? Yes, on the debut of TBS. Okay, so so um, by the time you guys are hearing this, this match will already have been done. Um, we haven't watched Dynamite. This is the Monday before that we are recording this, and um, I'm I'm almost one hundred percent certain that big or uh, that. Jade will come out on top and be your first TBS champion now because of all this drama. Just for Tony to make a fucking point. Not because Jade's any good, because Jade, like, how can he sit there and say that fucking Big Swole is good when Jade is is running around and they're pushing her to the top, you know what I mean? Just because of the way she looks. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just contradictory. And um, I think 
I don't know, man. I, I I just think that he should stay off Twitter. I don't like what he said. Um, I think that he he made himself sound like a fucking idiot, like he normally does. And Tony Khan is not an idiot. Tony Khan is very smart. He's just like he just showed his immaturity is all he did with this with this tweet. How do you feel about it? Yeah, you should, Tony. You should learn from your dad, Shad. Like he's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You don't see him tweeting shit out about like Urban Meyer saying. You know, oh, he shouldn't be doing this stuff in a bar. Tony, you know, I get it. You're upset. And I think the trigger point was, like you stated, was the diversity aspect into it. And the fact that she mentioned, um, I believe it was around the lines, like, oh, my daughter watches WWE. She sees Bianca. She sees Sasha. She sees Bobby Lashley, Biggie. They're being featured. They're world champions. While in AEW, you don't really see much, you know, yeah, you have your Hispanic tag team champions with the Lucha Brothers, and then you just have different minorities. And, you know, Tony just straight up took a shot and said, you're not good, and that's why I let you go. And there's much of diversity, and he just based it off of the month alone. And I'm just thinking, you know, I mean, like someone mentioned on Twitter, could you imagine if Vince McMahon said, well, you're not good enough. You're not good of enough wrestler. Well, so so here's the, here's know, the thing too, and and that was brought up, and and all they did was fire. Well, yeah, well, Vince fired all these people, and blah blah blah. Like, who gives a fuck? That's his business. You know what I mean? And that's his business, literally. Um, the thing about these AEW marks, dude, is that AEW can do no fucking wrong. All right, like they will back AE. Like if let, let's put it this way, dude. If Tony Khan had the fucking Hulk Hogan scandal where Hulk Hogan said all those fucking racist ass terms, if that was Tony Khan in that situation right now, I believe the fans would back him. That's that's how I'm feeling. Yeah, it's just like the whole AWWD war. It's just just drop it. Bottom line is they're both in the wrong. What Tony did was obviously worse. Big Swall, get it? You're upset, you know. It's just move on. You know, obviously you heard what Tony said. He probably does feel that way. And he probably just got tired of it and said, I don't want to hear your opinion. You're gone from this company. You asked for the release. So I gave it to you. You know, she did. She get some spotlight. She did. Was she not as over? She to me, she wasn't as over. Um, I know everyone's saying, oh, well, now because this happened and all the controversy that came out of this, Jade's going to be the champion. I knew from the start Jade was going to be the champion. Why? Because she kind of, to me, personally, I think she has that it factor. She has that look. That's just my opinion. I don't even think it's based off the color or anything. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, Tony just needs to stay off Twitter or just do what you need to do best, Tony. Just promote your shows. You know, don't you do your WWE comparisons exactly. of, all oh, we had this matter. Just just leave it. Just you know, fucking do. Or have a media person do something. Just have somebody else do, have somebody take off your, your account. I mean, I know that Vince McMahon is not sitting there typing all these tweets out. Of course he's not. He's not. And, uh, you know, and Nick Khan's just as bad, too, because Nick Khan went on there and said some stupid shit, too. And nobody gives a fuck what you have to say, Nick Khan. <laughs> like, nobody gives a fuck what you have to say. All right, because you're you know absolutely nothing about wrestling, and you've proven that fact every fucking week we watch Monday Night Raw. You know, dick about wrestling. Nobody gives a fuck about your opinion. So leave AEW out of this and let the fucking let let them figure it out. But at, you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like these fans, just uh, there's something else, man. I just feel like it's it's not even just the fans. Like I mean, the wrestlers backed up Tony. Like I think Powerhouse Hobbs. 
some of the AEW's ex that are black backstage. I uh, can't recall his name. Um, he even said that, like, Tony gave me the opportunity. Leo Rush, obviously, he went off and blasted him. And well, Leo Rush is still, like, really new it. to the company. I get Leo Rush yeah. had his, like, outburst, too, you know, but he, did, he didn't understand what was going on, and he hasn't been there long enough to see the diversity, I yeah. guess. And, of course, Cedric is going to, you know, Cedric, I believe, commented, too, about, of course, that's his wife. Um, it's, it's a, look, I get it. It's your own wife. Of course, you're going to defend her. It's, you know, things just went out of the way. If Tony would have just shut his mouth up, let the wrestlers duke it Look, out. I'm not, I'm not saying anybody's wrong here. That's, that's the whole point is I'm not saying that, that big swole was wrong and in, in how she felt or Tony Khan is, is wrong for saying that, you know, they have plenty of diversity. What I'm saying is how mm-hmm. he fucking said it. And it was just unprofessional. You know what I mean? Of course the fans fucking know there's diversity there. But you still don't show fucking insensitive ass feelings towards somebody who felt like there wasn't diversity, who felt like she was being held back. That's a real concern. You know what I mean? I doubt yeah. that Big Swole came out and fucking said this, you know what I mean, just to say it because she's the one that wanted her contract to expire. She could have signed another exactly. contract. So, and saying that right there, she could have signed another contract. Well, if Tony Khan offered her another fucking contract, then why is he saying that he just didn't think that she was a good wrestler? You know what I mean? That's just him being fucking mm-hmm. immature and, and getting pissed off about her saying something in an interview. Makes no sense, dude. I just, yeah, you know, it's okay to like AEW, guys. Everybody listening. It is okay to like AEW and call them out on their fuck-ups. I'm just going to fucking point that out i love aew they're they're my favorite wrestling company right now but i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that tony khan is fucking perfect and everything they do is perfect no it's wrong no no there's actually a tweet from like um i don't know how long ago this was but his quoting was from him okay obviously this is gonna go back on him obviously with him saying um you know she was a terrible wrestler well back then i don't really i think this is like late 2020 um he quoted she's a great wrestler she's got a great personality i think in the ring she's gotten better and she continued to get better she had risen up she had a great record in 2020 and reached the top contender at one point she got a title shot she didn't beat Sheeta, but she had a great match and she's had a lot of great matches i really like swole so uh, it's funny that that goes back onto him um you know respectfully she's gonna have her comments out there I, I give her props for saying what she felt. The way Tony did this, they should have done this in a private manner. Or this should have even just been squashed in the first place. Just say it in a private manner, the whole thing, and that's it. This would have never been linked out, and that's it. I think he should you have know? just let it go. Like yeah, the professional he should be. Because, yeah, because look, Vince McMahon had that I can, I mean, I can literally go to his Twitter account, and I probably won't see anything about him going off on a certain wrestler. Saying like, oh, well, I released this guy because blah, 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 blah. You weren't good enough wrestler, pal. Your 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 marketing sales weren't great. I, I don't think that, you know, like this, this should it, be a comparison, though, either between Vince McMahon and Tony Khan. Exactly. I think that it, it shouldn't even be a comparison. It's just like Vince. Tony seems to be doing that a lot. Even just like you don't need to respond to this, Tony. Yeah. Let it be. She said her comments. Move on. If you believe you have diversity, then you believe it. Let Big Swole figure out her thing. Yeah. I now, agree. because of his comments, who knows how this is going to turn out for her? Is she going to go wrestle? Is she going to just be a stay at home, you know, person with Cedric? Is this going to hurt her wrestling? I don't know. 
I don't think Let so. I think she'll get, she's already been. Uh, like they she's say, already got Andy booking. Future than Evers, you know, best on your future than Evers. That's pretty much it. She's she's already got Andy so, booking, so I don't think this is going to hurt her at all. I'm just I'm just stating that you know, um, it could have been handled differently, as could many things that Tony Khan does. So I don't know, man. I, I I'm over it. Um, I do I do think that. Uh, once again, it, sh- it should have been handled differently, but you know that's that's Tony Khan, man. Fucking delete your Twitter, dude, and it, it, stay off your Twitter unless you're promoting Rampage or Dynamite or your pay per views. Like, just fucking do that or your football team, whatever. But don't like comment on speculation or anything else because we know that AEW is diverse. We know that, like, they they have plenty of people of color in fucking Dyna or in, in AEW, like. And, and a lot of them are successful. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we don't have a black champion, but, you know, one day it'll happen, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and the fact that I believe she said that all, like, you know, I've been on Dark for some while. Well, it's just you're not there yet. I mean, yeah. you got to understand. You come into a wrestling prof- uh, profession. If Tony and them in the back does not see it, that you're not up there, he wants you to work on yourself on Dark. He has given wrestlers a chance to go on Dynamite. Red Velvet was one of them. Yeah. She got a title match. You know, she still had a lot of work. And I think she's back on Dark. Mm-hmm. You're working your way up there. It's, it, you know, it's not the same mechanism as WWE, but. Well, I you think know, that, like, also Big Swole was one of the originals, you know, in the company. And. Don't get me wrong. They- she was, a, don't get me wrong. She was entertaining to me. I mean, when she fought Britt Baker in that, like, dentist, backstage, whatever the hell you want to call it, match, she had, I think she was, like, in a tag team with Rev Velvet, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we didn't we didn't really hear much about her. I think she was on Dark or Dark Elevation. It's just something, I don't know, maybe you got to change your look. Maybe you got to change something. You're just, to me, you weren't the it factor that Tony's looking for. You weren't there for it. Right, but at That's the, my at the same time, opinion. she still had a lot of time to work on that. That's what I'm saying. That's my whole fucking point is, like, there there are plenty of people on that AEW roster that are not there yet, or they don't have that if factor, you know what I mean? You're not going to bring somebody off the fucking indies into this company, and, and all of a sudden they're just going to be this huge star. It just doesn't work like that, especially when you're signing huge stars like Brian Danielson and fucking Adam Cole and, you know, it's hard. It's it's a hard thing to do. But and Ruby Riot coming in with that huge background that she has, you know, of course she's going to get TV time. Of course so, she had the name, you yeah, know. It's, it's, I think it was um, Kira Hogan that came from Impact. I know she was kind of impatient. Hey, you got to work yourself up there. You can't just go. Your name just wasn't big enough. Well, and there's only two hours of fucking top. TV time. It doesn't matter. Like. My my whole point isn't about Big Swole's skill. It was about the insensitive fucking comment that Tony Khan left. Like that's that's my whole argument. I don't give a shit yeah, about anything should, else. You should just drop it. Yeah. That's it, Tony. Let her say her comment. That's it. He, yeah. If you he want just, to, he Tony, this is the way I would solve it personally. Give her a call on the phone and say, Hey, let's talk about this. If you feel that way, that's fine. Yeah. Nonetheless, don't bring on the internet and you know, you wouldn't have to have a, does Tony care at this point? Uh, probably, I'm pretty sure he, probably not. I'm pretty sure he does. Well, he did at the at the I moment, mean, but now that all of his wrestling fucking locker room backed him up, I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck anymore. I well, we'll have to see how it is. Just Tony, you need to learn from this. Hopefully, that's your 2022 resolution. Just shut up, promote your shows. That's Let's, it. Uh, do you got do you got one more? Let's do one more quick one. 
I do, and this is actually a surprise shocker. It was uh, Tony Storm um, done with WWE. Um, the report was that she actually asked for release, and uh, pretty much her problem was that she was feuding with Charlotte, and it was kind of an awkward feud. Um, I believe there was like a pie involved, and then she got her ass kicked in a match, and she won by disqualification instead. Um, just the to me, the main event thing just wasn't working for her. She said she was frankly felt like a burnout. So yeah, so for this situation, there was a lot of speculation, right? You got fucking Dave Meltzer, who I have my own personal feelings about. Um, you know, he said he said a whole bunch of stupid shit that wasn't even fucking accurate whatsoever. But um, she came out and said, you know, she was burnt out and then she had this fucking thing where uh, she was saying something about Charlotte not being too happy. I do believe I have something saved from that. Let me uh, take a quick peek real quick. Yeah, here it is. So this is a quote from Tony Storm. It says, WWE has been very high demanding. I missed my cousin's wedding, Christmases, my nephew's circumcision, and my father's intervention. I've come to realize my dream of a WWE superstar is nothing more than sacrificing my time just to put over some bitch that really that really feels we must bow down to her, not just in the ring, but off camera. Perhaps I should go somewhere else where I can make an impact. Tony Storm. So that sounds, uh, that sounds like uh, Charlotte flexing in the background, I guess. <laughs> um which I can believe, man. I, I feel like Charlotte's ego has has really pushed her to that. Unfortunately, she's she's my favorite woman's wrestler of all time, and I do believe she is probably the best woman's wrestler of all time. But um, she has a high ego. Oh yeah, I mean, I and, mean and, and Tony's not the only one to say this. She's yeah, of course, the name, all the you know, she hates the dirt sheets. But this obviously she, had a lot to do with that but, that that fucking. Um, Segments, that the with, segments, and the, yeah. and the and the feud that she had with Charlotte Flair. Um, so there was obviously some shit mm-hmm. that we haven't heard. I'm not going to speculate because I don't know, and I'm not fucking Dave Meltzer who's just going to sit here and tell you something that's non factual. But of course, um, you know, obviously this this had something to do with that. Um, she wouldn't have said that about Charlotte Flair. Obviously, this is about Charlotte Flair, 100. You can tell, but. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I, I wish her well. I'm glad she got a release if she feels, you know, it sucks. I mean, WWE is a crazy-ass schedule. And, um, I mean, yeah, a lot of wrestlers are unhappy there a lot of the time, especially when you're an indie wrestler who's wrestled on the indies for so long and you come into this company thinking that something else is going to happen and it doesn't because it's a whole different system for WWE. Obviously, we all we all know that. So, um yeah, I mean, I just wish her well. Uh, sucks to see her go, but um, you can't really blame her at the same time. Yeah, fantastic wrestler. Um, you know, sad to see her go, but she'll obviously get some bookings on the side. Um, she has the name. She has the charisma. Um, this kind of reminds me of the situation with, like, how Becky was reacting when they had to switch the titles. Um, Charlotte just, I mean, the last name alone, She's going to be egotistical. She's going to be high and mighty because she's the best women's wrestler on the on the women's roster in WWE. Um, you know, is it right that she's acting this way? Eh, it's just, you know, I'm not their backstage. I'm not whatever Dave Meltzer, whoever other backstage reporters there is. You know, 
Tony took her own hands and said, look, I don't want to be in this situation. I'm just going to, you know, instead of hurting myself, instead of going through this, I'm just going to take my leave of absence. And she did. So, hey, I'm glad she did that. And I'm glad they didn't hold her back. They let her go, not hold her down to a contract, whatever. Um, but she she will get some bookings, you know, and um, I'm pretty sure this is not the last person to say this about Shaw. I'm I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, well, it's multiple incidents with with Charlotte. Um, it's just a coincidence, you know, like all this shit happened with Becky, and now all of a sudden, a lot of things are going wrong for Becky. Um, she had that fist fight with Nia Jax a while back, and Nia Jax is now released. <laughs> she, yeah, she, it's just a crazy, it, crazy wrestling scene, um, you know, and and. And I know some of the NXT wrestlers do not want to jump to the main roster because of reasons like this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is an issue. That's why some of them just do not want to go to to the main roster. They'd rather stay on NXT and not be used as a joke or be used in some sort of punchline or marketing. So, I don't know. This could be a lesson to well, them. Like, hey, your guys do not want to jump over. It's, a, it's, it's another win for the indie scene as, as far as I look at it. Um, You know... Kudos mm-hmm. to Tony Storm. At least she got out. She wasn't happy. She got out. Now she can go venture on to do other things. This was The Dirt with James Pinard Jr. I hope you guys enjoyed this segment, and uh, stay tuned for more. This is the fallen news of Christopher Daniels, national treasure, inspiration to children everywhere, and you're listening to Pro Wrestling Shoot. Yes. Yes, finally. Feels good to be back, don't it? Feels great to be back. It's your boy, Trill, with another edition of Trill Talk. And let's talk about it, man, because last week we had a little cancellation. And I know you people are upset, and I was upset. But, you know, we had some we had some weather issues that that got us that got us shut down but hey we back and and i got something i want to say because you already know what it is i'm fucking pissed i've had a fucking horrible goddamn we had a little freeze out here in texas and i know i know what you're saying freeze in texas yeah a fucking freeze in texas you know, everything thaws out. You know, I take my best woman out to see the fucking Spider-Man, which fucking sucked, by the way. Horrible fucking movie. You know, we, we come out, and I get flagged down by some creep, some gelatinous, five-foot-two, double-chin, neckbeard, with fucking glasses and he comes up to me and he's like oh, oh, oh. and I say yeah yo what's up man like what, what, what do you need what, you want an autograph or something and he's just standing there laughing in front of me so I'm like well what's up and he says yeah. I know you you're you're, you're drill, drill talk I say yeah I just asked you for an autograph, like, don't be weird, you know? This, this fucking idiot then proceeds to tell me, oh, well, I, I, I don't like trill talk. 
I, I like Jesse and James' sandwich. <laughs> they're, they're funnier than you. <laughs> so you know what happened next. You know what happened next. Boom, right to the fucking jaw. This dude's laid the fuck out. We got women and children fucking screaming. My girl, she's fucking screaming. We got somebody runs up, checks this guy's pulse. Miraculously, he's still alive. You got another man calls the police. And long story short, this buffoon press charges and I end up spending the night in jail. So, of course, you know me. Come on now. Come on, baby. It's true. I get out this, the, the, in the morning. Post bill. You know, I go home. <clears throat> and, you know, a couple days later, you know, I wake up. You know, I have my morning coffee. You know, me and my, me and, me and my girl, you know, we're going to, you know, we got a, a, a full day planned out. And, you know, I walk out, you know, check the mail, grab the, grab the morning paper. I say hello to my neighbor. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> fucking asshole. I fucking hate the guy. Dude brings his fucking dog shits in my yard. And I step in it. So, I'm fucking pissed there. I go down to my mailbox, check the mail, and I've got a fucking subpoena. I, uh, let me calm down. This motherfucker is suing me for assault and damages. And I, you know what? I got the fucking, I got it right here in my pocket. And I'm going to sit here, I'm going to fucking read this shit, because this shit is the most ridiculous shit. Dear Mr. Christopher Williams, which is me, your boy Trill. What? You know what? You know what? Fuck that. Fuck that. I ain't reading shit. You know what I think about you and your fucking lawsuit? That's what I think about you and your fucking lawsuit. Fuck you. Fuck your lawsuit. And, and, man. Let me, let me gather my thoughts here because I'm, I'm fucking about to fucking explode. I've been getting phone calls all week from this clown Jesse. He's been ringing my phone all week. And I know people were laughing at my fucking, at my fucking voicemail, <clears throat> at my fucking voicemail that, that, that he brought up last week, week before last, whatever. Fuck you if you got something to say about it. I'm fucking Mr. Loverman up here, baby. Like, what the fuck you, <laughs> fuck you mean, fuck you think. But anyway, I want to say some things about the pro wrestling shoot because, you know, Honestly, I've been thinking shit's kind of been getting out of hand a little bit. 
And hold on, what? Yeah. What the fuck? My fucking. Hold on, hold on. I'll be right back. Everybody stay right there. One second. I'll be right back. Come on, Gene. Come on, Gene. Hey, what is up, everybody? It's the pro wrestling shoot in the house. I bet you guys didn't expect us. Man, it's nice you guys to be excited. Yeah, are you ex- excited for our appearance? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Trill Talk has been boring the fuck out of us. How about you guys? Let's talk man. about AEW Dynamite on TBS this week. Yeah, no, I got something better. I got something better. Guys, you guys realize that we will be in this building for prestige wrestling. February 20th. What do you guys think about that? And guess who will not be in the building with us? And that is this bitch that just ran out to his fucking bus, Chris Williams. So, I mean, James, are you excited to be back in Portland or what? Dude, I'm excited. Are you guys excited for this? Man. I'll tell you what, man, Chris, Chris, you know, he, he ain't been answering our phone calls. He ain't been doing nothing for us, man. All he's been doing is hijacking the show. Are you guys ready for the real pro wrestling shoot? How about that? Man, I'm at, hey, oh shit, he's, he, he's coming back. He's coming back. Yo, yo. Come on, James. Fuck out. What are you doing, man? What the fuck are I paying for, man? Go get these motherfuckers. You motherfuckers are cheering for them? When I'm outside, they put a break through my fucking window. Fuck that. Get these motherfuckers. But I gotta go. Oh. Oh. Fuck, man. Man. <laughs> I fucking knocked Bob on his ass, dude. <laughs> dude, I don't know why he ever hired Bob in the first place. I don't know, man, but that's the last fucking time that guy's chasing us out of a fucking building. <laughs> I'm surprised he caught us up. <laughs> man, you think we sent our message tonight? I think so, and if he does this shit again, trust me, he's going to get it going on him. Oh, man. Hopefully... This will be the last time uh, Trill Talk. I don't mind Trill Talk being on the show, but hopefully this is the last time it interrupts one of our segments. I think he's learned his lesson. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely, knowing Chris, he's going to be wanting revenge. Yeah, well, he got the DX invasion from us, so watch out. Yeah, well, he was really fucking pissed. I ain't never seen man's face turn as red as he did tonight as soon as he's seen us, so I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I'm getting a phone call later on. Um, he's going to be real pissed off. Yeah, but I think he's going to fire Bob. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if even if we heard from the network because they didn't even know we were going to be in Roseland tonight. Yeah, well, fuck the network too. Well, that was a good way to promote us, uh, you know, going to Prestige in February. Yeah, of course. We need the, all the spotlight. We need our uh, algorithm. Well, that crowd just proved tonight that they actually loved the pro wrestling shoot. They were cheering for us. They loved everything. So they just laugh at Chris. Maybe they just laugh at how stupid he is. I'm not surprised. I'm pretty sure that's the fact. (laughs) All right, man. Well, let's go get in this fucking rental car and head back to the hotel. 
before he fucking sends Bob and whoever else after us. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, let's get it. Yep. Yo, so did you check out day one uh, Sunday or Saturday? Yeah, day one. Um, not the most uh, interesting name. Uh, pretty bland pay-per-view, like stage-wise. Yeah. Um, honestly, I only cared about the main event like everybody else. Um, That's pretty much it. Everything else kind of seemed bland to me. Did you watch the whole show? I watched four or five matches. I can't recall. So you watched, what, the last four or five? Uh, let me see. Tag match. Uh, let's see. The Usos, Mysterios. Uh, sorry. The Usos and New Day match. Um, that match was good. That that was, yeah, that was a good match. Uh, you had uh, Becky Lynch botch the fucking end against, um, oh, hell, I can't remember her name. Michael's favorite. Um Obviously, we had the five-way with Brock Lesnar being added in. Uh, what was it? Um, Sheamus and, I think, Ridge Holland versus... Um, oh, hell, I, can't, oh, I can't remember the whole damn card so, on top of my so head. So the card was really <laughs> weird starting out. Um, I liked I liked um, the Becky Lynch match. I, th- I You can definitely tell that she botched that finish. She was trying to reach for the ropes with her, with her feet. Yeah, she just couldn't get a little it, too far. It was, yeah, it was a weird... Very awkward. It was a weird finish, but... Um, yeah, dude, I thought the Usos match was good. I thought that fucking match with, uh, who was it? It was um, McIntyre. Yes, McIntyre. Versus. And uh, um, Madcap Moss. Yeah, that dude, they gave those guys so much fucking time. Nine minutes and 45 seconds, to be exact. That match was so fucking boring, dude. So boring. I, I'll give you, I'll go back to this. How do you feel about the Usos doing the 3D? I thought that or was what cool, they called the one or the one D. They don't even call it the three D. I think they called it the one D. I thought it was cool. I liked it. Different, yeah. Instead of the super kicks and the splash, a little different. I liked um, it. It's one RK of my favorite uh, tag team finishers, to be honest. But yeah, the RK Bro Street Profits was kind of bl- eh, kind of bland. Most of the focus was on Orton. Yeah, and Migos. Um, I don't know. Two face tag teams, kind of. I don't know. Kind of seems off. The Edge versus Miz match was okay. I liked it. Kind of, I thought kinda, that match was good, dude. It was really good. Yeah. Would, it was would you good, not like? About I guess. It? I guess I'm comparing it. I don't know. It just kind of seemed slow to me. I guess maybe I'm just using it from our experience when we saw Edge fighting Seth. But I know Seth's a way different type of wrestler compared to the Miz. Um. Obviously, you know what the ending that's going to lead to a tag I, team. Match, I like the story so. that they told in it. But I mean, yeah. And Beth, Mrs. it, it was Mrs. always good... it's always great to see Beth Phoenix, and she looked fucking badass, dude. Everybody was making fun of her hair. I thought she looked dope. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot different. Um, we haven't seen her in the ring in a while, and uh, well, surprisingly, we're gonna see Maurice and Beth Phoenix in the ring at Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that'll be nice, dude. So they announced that Johnny Knoxville is gonna be an entrant in the Royal Rumble. It's you know why it's for the promotion. You know Johnny's doing this for his own sakes, and the WWE's not going to pass up on the opportunity. So fucking terrible, dude. I can't. Why are they still doing this kind of thing? Like I don't get it. 
first the egg. I, you know, I like Johnny Knoxville. I like the Jackass series, but hey, what do you expect? I don't know, man. What do you I'm, expect? I'm, I'm not for it. You could it. be using this for you could be you can use that last one of those spots in Rumble for another wrestler. So but, here, here's a question. You know. So uh, before before I pose this question, um, what what else did we have that night for day one? We had fucking. Uh, you had Ridge Ridge Holland get his nose like busted by Ricochet. If you saw yeah, that, yeah, that was brutal, dude. Brutal. Um, yeah, brutal. Uh, what else? I don't know what they're doing with McIntyre. I thought they have him going. I heard that he was supposed to go after the world title, and they still have him like mid card. Um, Orton and Riddle still champions. I don't know who's going to beat him. That'll be a time to tell. Yeah, RK um, bro. So that was weird too. Um. I mean, the main thing, when I saw this card, the main thing I was interested for was probably Edge and Miz. And when we did have the match was Brock. What did you think uh, of the Brood entrance? I haven't seen it since Summer, uh, SummerSlam. I haven't seen it since SummerSlam. Um, kind of, the, I don't know. Did they, I can't recall. Did they mix in his both themes yeah. into a song again? Yes. Okay. Then, yeah, I liked it. Um the whole thing on SmackDown with the, they can't call it the blood bath, bath anymore. Now it's called the brood bath or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the brood bath, and it's um, not blood anymore. It's black. It's like this yeah, black sludge black, or yeah, oil or whatever it know, is. I don't know. It is what it is, you know. Yeah, it's gnarly. But, I mean, it, it's good to see Hedge. I mean, I know we had problems like seeing him, but I'm glad he's wrestling. So, The main event. Um, what would you think of it? Very short match. You know what? Brock well, Lesnar's uh, well, added to this match. It. I didn't expect it to go that long. And I know people are upset about Biggie getting, you know, get pinned. Um, obviously, the same thing happened with uh, Kofi when he lost to Brock in like five seconds. Yes. And here comes Brock winning the title. Do I think the original plans that Roman was going to beat him or Lesnar was going to beat him? I think Roman was still going to beat him. Maybe go into Rumble and win it and fight him again because that's just WWE's thing with those two. Um, I know we speculated about this of them unifying tiles. I do not see that. Um, I know they're gonna give Biggie another shot. Um, I guess this is their cheap way of doing it with Lashley and Lesnar getting in the ring. Look, that's how I'll so they it. they need to unify these titles. They're not gonna, and uh, and I'll tell you why because tonight on Raw. They already announced that Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar is confirmed at the Royal Rumble. How do you think that's going to go? Because I think Bobby I, I Lashley is going to win the title, and then I think that uh, Brock Lesnar is going to continue his feud with Roman Reigns into WrestleMania, and that's that's why they're doing that. I think it's fucking stupid. I think that they need to have title versus title at WrestleMania and unify that shit because two titles is a is a hot mess, and I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this like roster split. But at the same time, you could still have a split roster and only have one champion. The Rock did it. Uh, Brock Lesnar did it when they were undisputed t- uh, champions. Exactly. Um, Just bring the undisputed title back. Let, do something let like that. One guy fucking travel. If you're the top guy, guess what? You're traveling more. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's the price you pay for exactly. being the top guy. If you're trusted in that spot, you should go on both shows. They did it back in the day. I don't see the problem now. Just like there should not be two two tag two sides of championships. They don't even have enough tag teams at this point. Just do one tag team championship. Women's okay, I guess because they only have one. Well, they have a women's tag, 
to title match uh, championship, which uh, is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, because they're um, not even fucking tag teams. It's just it. Yeah, they shouldn't even just have made up tag titles. Yeah, <laughs> it's WWE. just something mushed up. Yeah, it's just like straight from the video game of someone being GM. Um, yeah, I think Lashley is going to beat Lesnar. Um, I'm going to say that uh, Roman's going to screw him over. And uh, I'm not sure if who's going to win the Rumble. Maybe they'll have Big E get his big moment there. I'm not sure. Maybe win the Rumble or Lesnar. I'm not even sure. One of the two is going to win it, I think. Um, Big E, they're going to want to give him a WrestleMania moment. Will they, um, though? Will they want to give him his WrestleMania moment? Who knows? Have they had two black wrestlers on a main event at WrestleMania? I can't I can't think of one. No, and but I'll tell you what. One. Fucking the entire card was loaded with uh, black superstars. And yeah. I thought that was fantastic, even though every single one of them lost. Yeah, you had the Usos. Yeah, the Usos fighting well, the, not black. the New Day. They're Samoan. Yeah. Samoan, well, you've you've heard other people go off about it. The Rock, oh, he was Samoan. Yeah, but yeah, he's black. Well, the Rock, Whatever. Rock is different. Anyway, that's that's a different story. Anyways, anyways, um, that's like my son who's Hispanic and tries to tries to claim that he's black. He's not black. He has no black <laughs> in his family. He just it doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. To be honest, I mean, I do like the Brock Lesnar. I, I, you know, I was waiting until the day he was gonna go face. Um, obviously they got him pushing and pushing around with, uh, Heyman now. Um, I think that's either Heyman's going to screw him over or Roman is going to come back and screw him over. I mean, the original plan is going to be Brock and Roman to just go duke it up. Who's going to win that match? I do not know. Depends. So here's, here's my question that I wanted to, um, ask you earlier before I, I got off on this, um, Brock Lesnar situation. Before I ask you this question, one more thing. Um, I thought the pay-per-view was actually pretty good. Uh, the, it was a full attendance. Um, I, I I get that they were paying some seat fillers, but they still had 10,000 paid. That's fucking phenomenal for WWE. They haven't done it in a while. Um, pay-per-view looked great, sounded great. Um, they had some good matches. I thought it was a pretty good card, man, for something that we thought was going to be shit. So um, I liked it, but here's my question. What the fuck is going to happen for Royal Rumble, dude? I get it. We got Johnny Knoxville. But um, Royal Rumble is a time for surprises, is it not? Like, we usually get one or two. Um, Who do you bring back now that everybody's fucking signed with All Elite Wrestling? You know, that's a good question. I mean, you know they're going to bring a couple of NXT people over. Um, I don't want to see NXT. I want to see either a legend or somebody new coming into the company, which I don't think is going to happen this year. We might get legends. Yeah, we might get but legends. I don't, you see, might get... I don't see anybody new coming into the company. I don't think WWE is in the market to hire anybody new. I don't fucking see that happening. I'm just, hmm, who could you bring for the Rumble Rumble as a surprise? Um... I said Bray Wyatt. Maybe Bray Wyatt like resigns with WWE, comes back. That's the only possible that, person that, could that be I can a, think. That of. would be a big. That would be a big swerve. I'm just thinking who, because we haven't had a big superstar come by in a Royal Rumble since like AJ Styles that I can remember. Um, AJ Styles was the biggest, uh, definitely. That that I can think of. There for a while before uh, All Elite made it official that they signed Kenny Omega. We all thought Kenny Omega was going to show up in WWE. Yeah, that was uh 
which I didn't expect him to come to WWE. I was hoping he would have, because I would have liked to see one run with Kenny Omega in WWE before he hopped over to All Elite. I mean, I don't think but, it would have been a permanent uh, home for him, but I, I would have liked to have seen him in WWE at least once. I'm trying to think who you can be surprised, like somebody. I mean, they might just do like their generic stuff like Booker T in the Rumble or somebody from the commentator table. Um, you know, Corey Graves, that was one. I know he has stated he wants to go back in the ring. That's one that I could be a shocker. Uh, it's not a shocker to me. I'm not interested. Um, <laughs> not one bit. Try to see. I mean, I don't know because, I mean, they slimmed down their roster big time. There's going to be a bound to be a, an XT star in there. Legends, I don't know. I mean, you bring Johnny Knoxville in there. Who the hell? I'm questioning who is he going to feud with? Is he going to be feuding with anybody? Are they going to do some crappy? I wouldn't put it past little... WWE to have Johnny Knoxville win the whole fucking thing. That's how ridiculous it is sometimes. Be in the bottom, be in the bottom four for all we know. <laughs> My goodness, I I hope that's not the case, but I wouldn't put it past him to do something stupid. I wouldn't like be that. surprised. If, remember, they had it the year that Santino was the bottom two, and he almost won the damn thing. Yeah. So. Um. Once again, dude, I'm not sold on this. I think that. They definitely need to bring in some legends or something to make it fun because we all know that it's probably going to be Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble. I assume he's going to lose the belt to Bobby Lashley earlier in the night and then enter himself in the Rumble. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see if anybody I know Drew has stated his dream one would be a retired legend, and that would be Steve Austin. That could be cool. (laughs) I would love to that see Steve cool. Austin in her. Um, I'm trying to see who they could have. Let me see five superstars. Uh, plus, we have a women, so I don't. Do you have any surprises for the women too? Uh, um, Tessa Blanchard isn't she? Is she signed with anybody? No, um, she's in the women's of wrestling. I think so. She's signed I then. That, I think so. Okay, well then. Um, here's superstars. Fuck, here's a little know, article. This one has possibly Cena. Going to the Rumble. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm really not interested in that either. Let's see. Yeah, they have other names on here. Um, yeah, it's just like, like Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey I'd be interested in. 100%. See, got the, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't even. Uh, the Bella Twins. I think that Ronda Rousey is, is pregnant, though. I think she is. I think she had the kid some time ago. Did she? Mom, I thought. I thought oh, so. Oh, I think they did, actually. Well, maybe. I, know I, I would love to see her back. Yeah, that's one. Uh, there's not really many names on here. Lacey Evans would be a nice um, return. I haven't seen yeah, her in a minute. Yeah, she had a baby. Too. I believe she was having a baby as well. Um, Bailey would be a nice comeback. Bailey would be, be a, yeah, that would be a very. I'd be okay with that. That one would get a pop. Um, yeah, I just see Cena. Um, obviously, Lesnar is going to be in there. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Goldberg, Goldberg's gonna probably be in there. Well, Goldberg actually only has one more match on his contract. Well, that might be the one. Eh, Who knows? I doubt it. <laughs> I Who highly knows? doubt it. I'm sure they'll save that for a Saudi Arabia or um, WrestleMania. Probably another Hurricane. He's probably gonna be thrown in there. I think he was in it last year, if I'm not mistaken, or one of the years. Uh, I don't know. It's just a lot of names that you. Like nothing, nothing sticks out, you know. Um, I'm just trying to think of legends they would throw. Sergeant Slaughter they would throw in there. Maybe I don't know if he's been in one in a while. 
Um, Godfather was in one one year, and he was in for like ten seconds. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. They could throw a swerve, maybe throw the rock in there. I was just thinking that. To, could but... they could they like be keeping this from the dirt sheets and the rock hide and everything, um, and possibly saying that he's not showing up to WrestleMania and then he does. I mean, it could it could be the case. It could be the case. Uh, you know, the rock. I mean, that would that would be interesting. The Rock in the Rumble or winning it. Because I don't... Has he won the Royal Rumble? I think he has. 2000, that's right. 2000, he won it. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of any other names that would be... You know, I wouldn't be put it past Vince's mind to bring Taker for one more. I wouldn't be shocked, and I know a lot of people would be pissed. Oh, God. Taker, Kane. I could see Kane going in there. I can already see that coming. Kane would be cool. I'm okay with Kane. <laughs> I would want Kane to just throw, give me the throwback Kane. The music, the mask. Give me that. Yeah, it's kind of hard, I man. Hate... Everybody knows he's got a fucking shaved head and he's old. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's a, then you all the mystery is out the fucking the door. Wig. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I don't man. know, man. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens, but... Um, enough of this WWE talk, dude. Let's fucking talk about what happened on Rampage a couple of weeks ago. Um, let's let's talk about that tag team match, dude. Phenomenal. Penelope Ford, yeah. the Bunny, uh, Tay Conti, or Ty Conti, however you want to say her name, and uh, Anna J. Dude. Yeah, tore, it, was, it was very phenomenal. Tore very the phenomenal fucking match. House down, dude. That match, I had to go back and watch because I I'd seen clips. Like everybody was. I, once again, I don't watch wrestling on Fridays as much, but I was seeing the clips and I was like, dude, this looks like a fucking banger. And <laughs> I went back and watched it. Actually, right before we recorded this, dude, um, phenomenal. These these girls. I mean, these girls pulled out all the stops, dude. They they killed each other in that ring they did some shit exactly. that like really set their bodies on the line and had me worried for them but yeah the the table spot the table spot with penelope ford landing right on ty conti and the yeah, was table did not break um the amount of blood one was from a uh bottle brass knucks it was a yeah one was a bottle, bottle one was yeah. the uh, brass knucks um thumbtacks you know and i always like squirm i always squirm when i see the thumbtacks and i'm like you know me, the way I would be, I would be squirming around, getting away from those damn tags. Dude, it's a spot. Uh, it's a spot that never loses its its uh, feeling, right? <laughs> you see the thumbtacks. Nobody fucking wants to be slammed on some on some thumbtacks. Shit just got real as soon as those things get fucking dumped onto the mat. And what what I like about it is they had long storytelling between these four, and you ended off with a street fight, the right reasonable way. Yeah. Now that is storytelling to its finest. It was um, good, man. All these women were like crying at the end. They knew that they had put on yeah. a, a, a spectacle. Oh yeah, and I and I every time the women have put on like some bloody match, they did this with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. That was awesome. This very not not too long, and it was actually a great ending. I liked it from the top and bottom. I liked this better than than Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. I'm gonna go on and say it. I liked it better. More more blood. More I just thought it was a good match. Like it, for for these women, dude, they really yeah. and dude, this is a huge compliment coming from me because everybody knows I shit on that women's roster. 
Um, these women really pulled out the stops and I'm not a fucking death match guy. I'm just not, but this wasn't like really a death match. This was just a good old fashioned street fight. Yeah. And they even had the street, like the street fight at Tart. Yeah. Yeah. It was you a know, street fight. Not the typical feel. wrestling gear. You had jeans, you had boots. Um, they just went from top to bottom. You had like two or three table spots. You had thumbtacks and they utilized the weapons, a bottle. You know, you don't expect that under the V. I don't recall the last time somebody has used a bottle on somebody. Yeah. Um, I didn't, uh, you know, it's, I was glad that there was it's, no it's light, light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no light like tubes. That, nothing, like... nothing crazy. You know, they even did, they even utilized the uh, table spots, but the four lined up. I loved it how like the table it. didn't break, but they still had another spot on the same table. I love that. They, they, yeah. they, they, they improvised and they got it done. It was, Dude, it was, su- it was such a good match. It, w- it was really good. And it wasn't overkill. It wasn't too long. It wasn't, it was like the perfect length of a match. Like we could do a watch along to that tomorrow and it wouldn't oh, take yeah. that much time up on the podcast. Easily. And I think this match was produced, um, I'm just taking a guess by um, Jerry Lynn. I'm assuming just with his back style, just background style from ECW. So yeah, I'd be, cu- um, I'd be curious very, very to find good. the facts to that. That that's uh... that would be that would be interesting, which I might want to look that up. Uh, but you know, th- to me, I you know, um, great match whatsoever. Great storyline telling. This has been going on for months and months and months, and you're in the street fight. Phenomenal. I didn't even realize this was on. Uh, rampage and i had to look out for it sometimes we have i'll be one to say there has been some hidden gem matches that i have not seen that have been on uh rampage and that's why i gotta vow myself to watch Dino or rampage on fridays even though it's tough wrestling for me maybe they should switch that whole thing just tape it like right after and put it on tv the thursday or even the same day just like you know next hour all right it's uh gonna be rampage or i mean yeah rampage yeah yeah, man, good match. Um, we're not going to be able to cover Dynamite this week, but um, or this past week as you guys are listening to this, but the good news is I was on everything pro wrestling for the second week in a row. If you want to hear our thoughts on uh, AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday night, go and support everything pro wrestling you can find them on uh apple podcast google podcast spotify give them a fucking five-star review too guys this shit helps us out a lot helps find more wrestling fans it helps uh switch up the algorithms a little bit uh it's 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 good news for us give them a five-star review wherever you can give us a five-star review on uh spotify as well now so that's good um james have you reviewed our podcast Go and give our go and give yourself a five star review, you fucking bum. Make it six stars, Dave Meltzer, you fucking. <laughs> anyway, yeah, guys, go to Everything Pro Wrestling on YouTube, and um, yeah, go watch um, my review on AEW Dynamite this week, the the debut episode on uh, TBS. It's gonna be good. Um, it's always fun talking with Conrad. Uh, we didn't do the bombcast last week, so if you're wondering, I know I announced it on uh, last week's podcast. That did not happen. Um, scheduling issues should be up. Um, should be up by the time you guys are hearing this because we did reschedule. 
Um, I haven't recorded yet, but by the time you guys are hearing this, I probably have recorded. So go check out the Bombcast as well. Um, that's not talking about wrestling. <laughs> so if you guys want to hear about, uh, you know, the Matrix Resurrections or uh, some, uh, wh- uh, what is it, uh, Hawkeye. I think we're going to talk the final episodes of Hawkeye. And yeah, good, good, good stuff over there, man. But yeah, I mean, I'm Jesse Carter. This is James Pinard Jr. This is the end of this segment. I hope you guys enjoy our What If series on What If Brett Never Got Screwed. Brett's good, Brett. <laughs> yeah, this is Jesse. Not Mr. Lover, man. I fucking hate you. Leave a message. Yeah. Turn it down, man. I know. I, yo. Hello? Fucking voicemail. Yo, bro. Yo, bro. That's fucked up what you did, man. You put a fucking brick through my fucking window, man. That shit ain't cool, bro. That shit's fucked up. You and James showing up at my fucking show, hijacking my shit. And what the fuck you did to Bob out there, bro? You gonna knock Bob on his ass? Why don't you knock me on my ass, then? Man, that's fucked up. I'm going to fucking get revenge. Yo, you fucking better believe it. Fuck you. Fuck James. Fuck the pro wrestling shoot, man. Fuck. The Montreal Screwjob was the real-life double-crossing of defending WWF champion Bret Hart by Vince McMahon, the owner of the World Wrestling Federation. During the main event match of the professional wrestling pay-per-view event Survivor Series held on November 9th, 1997 at Montreal, Quebec, a secret change of the match's predetermined finish known as the screw job in professional wrestling was devised by McMahon and discussed with Hart's match opponent, Shawn Michaels. The plan was executed when the match referee, Earl Hebner, under orders of McMahon, called for the ring bell and ended the match as Michaels held Hart in the sharpshooter submission hold, Bret Hart's signature finishing move, even though Hart had not submitted. Michaels was declared the victor by submission and crowned the new WWF champion, even as Hart and the audience demonstrated their outrage. The reason for the screwdriver was rooted in Hart's decision to leave McMahon's company for its chief competitor, World Championship Wrestling. Hart cited a clause in his contract that granted him reasonable creative control, was steadfast in his refusal to lose a match hosted in his home country of Canada, especially against Shawn Michaels, with whom he did not get along with anyway. McMahon remained insistent that Hart should lose to Michaels in Montreal, fearing that his company's business would suffer if WCW announced Hart as its latest signing while he still held the WWF world title. Although Hart and McMahon agreed to the compromise on the match ending that allowed Hart to retain the title, McMahon was determined to remove the title from Hart. The Screwjob has garnered a notorious legacy both on screen and off and was partly chronicled in the documentary film Hitman Heart, Wrestling with Shadows. The far-reaching impact of the incident led to its adoption as the theme in matches and storylines of the WWF's Attitude Era and the creation of the character Mr. McMahon, the evil boss. Hart was ostracized from the WWF. While McMahon and Michaels continued to receive angry responses from audience for many years. However, the relationship between Hart and McMahon later healed, culminating in Hart's induction on April 1st, 2006 into the Hall of Fame. Today, 
we are going to talk about what if Bret Hart never got screwed. Maybe he agreed to a new contract with the WWF. Maybe his career was a lot longer. What if? What if? Yo, today we're going to be talking about Brett screwing Brett. <laughs> That's right. We're going to be talking about the Montreal screw job. What if Brett Hart never got screwed? James, are you excited to talk about this, man? I know you missed the Eddie Guerrero episode last week, but now we're back on the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, Brett the Hitman Hart. The best there will be screwed. Um, yeah, this is a very controversial event that happened. Um, it still gets talked about to this day. And, uh, dude, you know how much have, would have changed if that never happened, especially in Canada? For God's sakes, it would have been a big, dramatic... It would have changed wrestling in a big, big, big time. I mean, when you think of professional wrestling, when you think of WWF, this one is up there for controversy. Am I right? Yeah, dude. I mean, there, there's still talk to this day that um, this situation was rigged. It was a work. That's what they're saying. They're saying that it was a work. It wasn't real. This was, <laughs> I believe firmly that this was a very, very real situation um, I don't I don't believe it was a work whatsoever, especially with Brett going to WCW shortly after. Um, I just don't see that happening, especially for what happened to Bret Hart's career. Um, he only got a couple of years in the WCW before he was forced to retire due to a kick in, in the head from uh, Goldberg. Um, scary situation, man. I I think it sucks because, man, we have so many memories with Bret Hart and WWF. And so many good matches that he's put on. Um, he put Austin over for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, he put Owen Hart over for the first time. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of badass wrestlers that have come out on top. He even put Shawn Michaels over for the first time. You know, Shawn Michaels, he won the, his first world championship off of Bret Hart, obviously, in that fucking long, god-awful Iron Man match. Uh, the match was good. I'm just not a fan of. It was uh, just a swerve. Like obviously, you were watching this as a kid, um, or much younger. What were your thoughts when this happened? Were you watching this live? Were yeah, you... I actually did watch this okay. live. I, I remember it uh, pretty clearly. Actually, I remember uh, my just the reason I remember it so well is because they had that match with um, Gold Dust and Roddy Piper, that street fight that happened, and then they ripped off the OJ Simpson chase, the car chase. And they were showing the O.J. Simpson car chase, like pretending that it was uh, gold dust running around in the Bronco. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so um, that's I, I, I remember that because I remember my parents laughing like, oh, my God, they're fucking using the O.J. shit. Like, <laughs> so it was funny to me. But, yes, I remember that match uh, very vividly. Um, yeah, dude, I mean, just scenarios that, you know, what, what if Bret Hart just didn't um, ask for as much money, I guess, and just wanted to get a, a better contract because I think it was very clear that he didn't, he, he always said he never wanted to leave WWF. No, he, he wanted did to not. stay. Yeah. He never wanted to leave. And, uh, there was a story that came out about it that he actually got offered from WWE 20 years and WCW offered him three. Yeah. At the time, but it so. was, but it was more money for the three years. Yes, uh, it was WCW's was uh, let me was around nine million, so that would have been three per year. Vince offered twenty, but the annual salary was less than the WCW deal. 
Um, so he offered twenty million. Well, it was a twenty-year contract, but the salary was less. Yeah, so but I'm twenty not, year, twenty years, twenty years for what a million a year. I'm assuming. Well, let's see. It was less nine. Well, WCW offered nine. Um, I'm but WCW was also guaranteed money. Yeah, it was a guaranteed. It was three. Yeah, it was guaranteed. Um, let's see. The twenty-year deal that Vince was offering Brett was for him to wrestle as long as he physically able, and then. When Brett's wrestling days came to an end, it would allow Brett to work for the company in some other capacity. So, in a way, it would have looked smart for that's, WWE. It's a real tough deal, man. Um, I can see at the time the way things were going. Um, I can just see, you know, nine nine million is a lot for three years of your time. So, I can't really hate on him for not accepting that deal. But let's 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 uh put together another deal, you know what I mean? Say WWE matched the offer. All right, Brett stays. The screw job doesn't happen in Montreal. You know what I mean? But he does eventually drop the title. Um what where where does Brett's career go from here? I mean, we've seen him put over, like I said earlier, you know, we've seen him put over Austin, we've seen him put over Shawn Michaels, we've seen him put over Owen Hart. Do well, we see... for one, the Hart Foundation would have never been dismantled, and you would have never had. So, from what I remember, was that Brett, when they when he was going to leave, they offered him like, "Oh, you have creative control for like thirty days, or something like that." And I think he didn't want it. And uh, if Brett was, if Brett never left, if the screw job never happened, Owen Hart might might have been alive still because the Blue Blazer thing happened, I believe, after he left. If I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, not only that, I think that Bret Hart would have talked him out of something fucking stupid like that. So, um, but then again, Owen Hart was a company man, and Owen Hart loved the WWE, and he trusted Vince. Yeah, it, you know, and Bret did not want to leave, and Vince told him to fucking leave, so it just, um, but if he didn't leave, <clears throat> I, I'm trying to think what, I know the rumor was that so you had Degeneration X coming in. Well, well the you rumor, already had well, the rumor, Okay, well, I know, you, I know you mentioned, like, you asked what would happen if he never lost a title. I know the rumor, if you know this, that if it went that direction where he won the title, if he kept the title, nothing happened, he was supposed to drop the title the next day. I, would he have left then? Yeah. Or did, would he have stayed is my thinking of... Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, so... Um, he would. I think that he was legit gonna drop the title, uh, the ne- the following night. You know what I mean? If the screw job didn't happen, I think that Bret Hart would have done business the right way. But right. you had, you had uh, egos in the back, of course, aka Shawn Michaels, and you had uh, Triple H in his ear. You know, and Triple H has gone on to say the story many, many times. Fuck him. If he's not gonna do business, we're gonna do business for him. That was a quote from Triple H himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you you know, when you have birds in your ear like that, shit happens. And Shawn Michaels wasn't exactly the easiest person to work with back then, obviously. So No. Um, but, you know, that's that's ne- neither here nor there. If we're not going to be talking about that, we're going to be talking about whether or not, um, well, if he never uh, left, you know, if he accepted a contract with WWE, where would he be today? 
where you know what would he have been doing in 1998 uh, as 97 came to a close? Because hmm. this was in November, right? November 9th of 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 1997. November 9th, 1997. Mm-hmm. Yeah, November 9th, 1997. Did I say that right? The first time uh, you said eight. <laughs> Oh, is called. it? Okay, so November 9th, 1990, uh, 1997. Um, so 97's coming to a close. 98, one of the best years of WWE ever, <laughs> is among us. You have the Nation of Domination. You have The Rock. You know what I mean? You have Stone Cold's breakout year as he beats Shawn Michaels. Do we not see, if Brett keeps this title and Vince is allowing him to, to move on as the champion, do we see... Brett versus Stone Cold again at WrestleMania 14. You, you might have seen that. You might have seen that. There's so many. I actually have a couple of dream scenarios that could have happened. Um, Let's Brett, Brett Taker, Brett Kane, Brett Mankind, Boris Foley. Um, you might have, in the near future after, you might have got a Brett versus Kurt Angle down the line. Maybe if Brett kept going. If Could you imagine no. a Brett versus Chris Jericho in 1999? In a submission match, it's... <laughs> now, fuck submission match. I hate submission matches. <laughs> hey, well, you know what their specialty is. With their yeah, specialties. I, I get it. That's, I mean, that's, yes. That's their thing. But that was their thing. Let's make it a regular... Fuck the gimmick. <laughs> let's make it a regular match. You could have got another match. Brett versus Owen feud again going on. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe we could have even seen Owen Hart as the world champion at some point because exactly. Brett could have fucking talked him into, hey, let's push Owen. Let's get Owen up there. Just like you did uh, Shawn Michaels, just like you did Stone Cold Steve Austin, but it's kind of tough, right? It's it's kind of tough because Owen Hart was swimming with the sharks at the time, man. As phenomenal as Owen Hart was, you had two of the biggest stars wrestling has ever seen come onto the scene. You know what I mean? You had yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin and you had The Rock. Undertaker wasn't fucking little either at the time. Undertaker no. was was doing some of the best work that he's done and some of the craziest wildest fucking segments uh, including uh, crucifixions oh god <laughs> and yeah. everything else like he was doing some he was doing some crazy shit with the ministry you know what i mean so and i do believe that was 1998 as well so 98 is a wild year for the WWE um you had a lot of factions you had a lot of a lot of stuff going on man even Shawn Michaels was out of there by 98 you know what i mean Shawn Michaels went on to his drug rehabilitation and we hadn't seen and we wouldn't see him wrestle again until what i think 2000 like 2001 or 2002 one or, yeah one or two his first match back was SummerSlam 02 yes so it was, i it think was it was the chamber it was, was a, no, it? it was against uh triple h oh, and triple a street h. fight that's right it was a street fight or the three wasn't oh yeah street fight yeah it was a street fight yeah so mm-hmm. which Shawn Michaels ended up winning um, yeah, dude. I mean, it was just a wild time. You had a lot of talent coming in and you had a lot of people coming from WCW, including Eddie Guerrero in 1998 or was it 99, 99. I think it was 99. Yeah. So you had Eddie Guerrero coming in at 99. You had Chris Benoit coming in at 99, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, uh, Raven was eventually coming in. I mean, there's a whole bunch of possibilities here that we could have seen Bret Hart, uh, involved in. And let's not to mention, he would still have a career because, a lot of the people he had a lot of say so in WWE and Vince McMahon. Oh yeah, Vince McMahon let him do pretty much what he thought was right, right? So he wouldn't have put him up against somebody like Goldberg who was gonna fucking hurt him in the ring. 
So there there was a lot of different things going on in WWE as compared to WCW. WCW was fucking wild, man. It was wild times. It was the wild west for wrestlers. These guys weren't coming in there to do good matches. They were getting paid guaranteed money. So that's why none of their matches were really good except for the likes of Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit, people like that. So... Um, Eddie Guerrero, of course, you know, you know who I'm talking about. The yeah. heavyweight division was not good. <laughs> you wouldn't no, get good it matches. It was a whole different, it was way different compared to now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get good matches with them. But we're talking about a like a, a much longer career for Bret Hart, I do believe, in this, in the fact that, man, we could have seen him in a feud with The Rock. Like, yeah. how fucking cool would that have been? Well, I mean, think about it. Steve Austin and The Rock were like the junkies that were going to be the star power of the of WWF later on. Yeah. They would have yeah. played a big role. And I know I seen one comment was if Vince never did the screw job, you would have not never ever got this Vince character. That's true. You, you would have never That's got Austin. True. You would have never got Austin and Vince. And they would Austin have been as big if Bret Hart stuck around. That's what I'm saying. He could have been. Could, I mean, well, if you put it this way, well, Brett, the thing that got Vince, uh, I mean, Austin was big, but that Vince McMahon character got Austin over, dude. Yeah, it was just, that's the thing you think of, like, who's the biggest rivalry to Steve Austin? Yeah, you can put The Rock up there, but Vince was like the guy. Brett's Vince was, Brett, pal. It's, I mean, could you imagine, I mean, if, if, if what never happened, Earl Hebner would have not been in this position. A lot have, would have changed for Earl, for Vince. They might have put, maybe they would have put Brett in the heel position. He might have been the Vince to Brett in a way, or to I, Austin. I can't, Im- I can't imagine not seeing Vince McMahon do some of the stuff he did, man. The whole... It's me, Austin! Oh, son of a bitch! What? It's me, Austin! It was me all along, Austin! There's so many classic moments from Vince McMahon, dude, being that character. I couldn't imagine that character not being around. I think that that had a lot to do with uh, WWE beating WCW in the war. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I that mean, was they, the main they, thing. They, they say that you know it all started with Mick Foley, dude. I think that they they were really building their audience with that whole Austin versus McMahon uh, yeah. gimmick. That that, that some is of what the took best memories. WWE. Some of the best memories come between those two and their feud. And then, like, Vince just has that ego that just... He has that character, those facial expressions. We've talked about this, like, some time ago. And something about Vince just wants you to just... He gets you really pissed off. He just... He's good. He's, he's, he's a very good, good at he's being that, a heel. He's what we want in a wrestler. That's do you just, remember when he won the Royal Rumble? I do. And it was Did the you, biggest... You weren't watching wrestling then, I wasn't huh? watching wrestling, but then I've seen the clips. I've watched a couple of Rumbles, which we have the Rumble okay, coming up, so by the way. Uh, I So every year, uh, my birthday is actually... Uh, actually, as you're listening to this, my birthday was yesterday. Um, every year for my birthday, when I was younger, that's all I wanted. And I didn't give a fuck what date the, the Royal Rumble landed on. I wanted to order that pay-per-view. That's all I wanted for my birthday. It's all I ever asked for. So I watched every single Royal Rumble since 1990. 1990, <laughs> I have, I have okay. watched every single Royal Rumble. And that's the only pay-per-view that I've, I've stuck with consistently. I've missed WrestleManias in between and had to catch them up later or whatever. I've never missed Royal Rumble since 1990. <laughs> so Shoot. we're talking, yeah, we're talking a lot of Royal Rumbles here. Um. 
this was one of them, dude, that I remember with Vince McMahon winning that had so much heat with me. I was so pissed because all I wanted to do was see Stone Cold win it, man. Like wrestling fans are so different now. They're just going to be like, if something like that was to happen today, they would just, ah, I knew they were going to do that shit. I knew they were going to do this. Yeah. Back in the day, it wasn't like that, man. No. Fucking wrestling fans have lost their way no, okay. because of the internet. Dude, and that was a shocker. You're thinking, no, Vince McMahon's not going to... When you, when you heard that he was entering the Royal Rumble, you're thinking, oh, come on. And then... Look I just couldn't wait happening. for... Like, at the time, because they had that buildup, and I watched every week. Keep in mind, like, I watched Monday Night Raw religiously. Like, I would not miss a Monday. Exactly. Me and Conrad were talking about this last week. Um, you, shout out to Conrad Cushman and everything pro wrestling. Um, yeah, we were talking about this last week, how like if you, in school back in the day, if you missed raw, you were fucking lame. Like if you missed wrestling on Monday nights, you couldn't talk to any of your friends. What he said last week mm-hmm. was the truest fucking statement. It's true. That it's true. It, I mean, I got into wrestling late, but that's what the talk was when I was in school. I'm like, Hey, did you watch raw? Hey, did you watch SmackDown? Oh shit. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Then you get, you know, we didn't have recording devices. You had to record it on the VHS. Yeah, it's 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 different, man. Like so, mm-hmm. it, when I was growing up, we didn't even have SmackDown. <laughs> that's that's how fucking old I am, and how long I've been watching Raw. Uh, <laughs> there was no SmackDown. It was just Monday Night Raw and WCW Monday Nitro. And then when Thunder came out, I was like, "Holy shit, we got fucking wrestling on Thursdays." You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, I always watched wrestling on Saturdays as well. The Saturday Night, uh, um, Main Saturday event. Night Live. No, no Saturday Night Live for uh, for WCW. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So I watched the Saturday nights, but I hated it because I was like, man, there's just always a bunch of jobbers on here. Maybe you'll get one big name headlining it, but it was never that that great. I don't know. Um, I fucking loved it, dude. I couldn't wait. And Bret Hart, dude, was one of my favorite growing up. And it was one of my late brother's favorites. Actually, it was his favorite. It was his favorite wrestler of all time was Bret the Hitman Hart. So there's just so many scenarios that I know um, he would have liked to see as well. As, as as it comes down to, like we said, man, you got The Rock. You got another feud with Owen Hart. You got the Hart Foundation never breaking up. There's so many possibilities that could have happened with this. The Nation of Domination um, feuding against uh, the Hart Foundation. I really loved what Bret Hart was doing where he was booed in America but cheered in Canada. I fucking loved that. There was just something oh, yeah. about that that was so amazing. It was the That's hometown why. hero thing. I, I love when that happened. Yeah. When the heel gets cheered in their hometown, you're like, what the hell is this? You know, but it's like, it comes to you a little differently. You kind of feel it like you want to cheer for them, too. Yeah, yeah, it hits you, man. And that's why I love that uh, whole CM Punk and MJF thing that happened a while back is, you know, when CM Punk came to fucking New York, he got booed. I loved it, dude. I was like, yes, dude, that is that's so cool that the fans did that. Um, and, and participated in that. I, I mean, granted, it wasn't the same. It's not the same as, as the reaction that Bret Hart was getting. He That was like real heat in the States and then real real love shown in, in Canada. It, it was it, it, You remind me, because if you remember that Raw from, like I think, 2004, when Sean came out to Bret Hart's music in Canada, I remember that reaction. That crowd was livid. Oh, they were fucking pissed. When he yeah. was in the ring, just smacking talk, and then you hear Brett's music, you're like, no, is Brett really coming out? And he just, <laughs> it was the mo- it's one of the most iconic memories I can remember in Canada. Yeah, dude, it's it's wild, it, man. It still and, goes way back. I, they yeah. even had beef. 
that they Dude, didn't we'll want have, to shake. We'll have in. to do a watch along to this sometimes. Just some, just some, just a random ass episode of Monday Night Raw on the on on the podcast. We can even do a bonus episode if you want one day. We'll we'll just fucking we'll watch an old Monday Night Raw where Bret Hart and and the Hart Foundation goes to Canada during this time mm-hmm. and listen to that that fucking cheers and then we'll the following week we'll do another bonus episode of us watching him in the states and see the fucking yeah just the, you just, just the see reaction. the different reactions of one side booing him one side cheering him you're like it was wow. so phenomenal it dude. was so very phenomenal. yeah it's like one of the most popular feuds just yeah, because it, of a screw job that. Initially, if it didn't happen, so much would have changed. Errol Hebner's name would have probably been cleared. Right, right. Now, see, even though the it, we're booking the screw job not happening, I still don't think that Vince would have kept the title on Brett uh, that much longer, just because of the stars that were coming in. But uh, what I can't help but think is a match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart at WrestleMania 14. Yeah, that could be a possibility. Um, I know there was another talk that he was supposed to, if he kept the title, that he might have fought Shamrock. I'm not sure why. See, Shamrock so would have been an option. If there was, if there was any situation where Brett's career could have gotten ended early in the WWE, it would have been with Ken Shamrock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it and, would have been with thing, Shamrock. Like, and I still mention it again, like Owen, because Owen supposedly wanted to leave. And Eric didn't want to pay him his contract. He didn't want to match from what they're paying him at the time. Yeah. He would, the Heart Foundation would have stayed around. You would have had maybe a Heart Foundation versus DX going on in the, in the later on times. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of what we got. We did get, I mean, we, we did got get, it later on, just not. No, I mean, we got it. That's, that, yeah. that was during that whole time where they did that because remember, they came out and they had like the, the little person dressed up as Bret Hart and fucking Shawn Michaels and Triple H were like holding his head back while the, yes. while the little guy was throwing shots and shit. Mm-hmm. Like they they <laughs> did a whole classic. bunch of right. they did a whole bunch of funny ass shit that a lot of people nowadays would be like, oh that you know that doesn't sit well. You know they're just too fucking sensitive. They're they're snowflake fans now, but <laughs> I st- I still would pop this on the network right now and laugh my fucking ass off watching it. It would be so funny, but. Yeah, dude, they were just doing so many good things, dude. The brawl for it all was coming up in 1998. Could you imagine Bret Hart getting thrown in a brawl for it all? Mm, His fucking career would be ended there dude. too, probably. Yeah, I mean, ask uh, what is that? Big was Bart Gunn. <laughs> I think Bret Hart would be smart enough not to be a part of that because no, that was that all was, voluntary. Yeah, that'll be a different time we talk about. It. That was one of the worst things they did was brawl for all. I didn't enjoy yeah. it. No, that could have been I, a what if episode in its own. Like, what if the brawl for it all never happened? We could have had fucking lots of wrestlers still around. Yeah, you know what I mean. You would have never seen Butterbean. We could have <laughs> seen Doctor Death Steve Williams as a fucking heavyweight champion because that was good old Jr.'s boy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So, Doctor Death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that was Steve Williams was his guy, man. But yeah, I mean, we could have seen Bret Hart in so many different scenarios. Maybe. Maybe Vince McMahon does come out on character, and maybe he does his feud with Bret Hart instead, instead of Austin. Instead of Austin, that's something I didn't think about until yeah, just now. Yeah, and that would have fed onto TV very well. I don't. Know I don't think it would have been. A I don't successful. think it would have matched Austin and and Vince. No, Austin nowhere, just brought nowhere this, near. Austin just brought this fucking attitude in a this, beer this. drinker, a hole rattlesnake. You know, you he was the kind of guy that you know would beat up his boss. Yeah, 
Brad, on the other hand, yeah, he did it a couple of times, but yeah, it wasn't yeah, the same. Absolutely, it was not the same. Um, I mean, what if you didn't have HPK in Austin and you just had Brett in Austin fight? Well, that's what I said at fucking WrestleMania. Are you listening to any fucking thing I'm saying right now? I said (laughs) fucking Bret Hart versus Austin at WrestleMania 14. How do you think that match would have went out? Well, you would you would have had Austin go over. I just um, you would have not had Tyson. I'll tell you that. I don't think Tyson would have been involved whatsoever. You don't think so? I don't think so. Just, just, I don't know. Just something, Brett, in comparison with Brett and HBK, I know they're both phenomenal wrestlers. I think HBK would have, I don't know. I mean, could you see Brett, or Brett, Tyson coming out with like a Heart Foundation t-shirt instead of a DX one? Could you see no. that, personally? No, no. D-Generation X was the cool, the cool kids in town, man. Yeah. They were more exactly what the name said. The they were degenerates. And everybody wanted to be a degenerate in 1998. <laughs> everybody, even in '97. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, Degeneration X was definitely the cool fucking thing, man. It's hard even putting those comparisons to the NWO. Like everybody asks, what was your favorite? You know, what was your favorite uh, gimmick? The NWO or DX? And it's fucking hard, man. I like them both for different reasons. So, but they were both the cool kids in town. That's yeah. that's that's really all you can say about it, man. There was nothing cooler than Degeneration X and the NWO at the yes, in nineteen ninety seven and they were the two biggest factions whatsoever yeah, in both companies. Absolutely, man. So yeah, I mean this this the, we'll, we'll sum it up, man, with Bret Hart uh, having longevity in WWE. How long do you think he would he would run in WWE before it was time to hang it up? Do you think he would have made it to the two thousand era? I think he would have tried. Maybe a 0102, maybe. Think you would have stayed in better think, shape because I, I know that Bret so. Hart's. I know that Bret Hart's had some health issues over the past few years. You I know think what he mean? would have stayed as long as Owen stayed there. That's true. That's what I'm thinking because I don't remember how what his age was at the time. I would have. I would have to look into this. Um, don't know what's Bret's age. So um, here, here, here's here's kind of a touchy subject. If if he's there, when Owen Hart passes, okay. Like, let's say he didn't talk him out of doing this stunt. Let's say Owen Hart just went through with it, and you can't fight fate, right? Um, okay. The unfortunate accident happens. Brett's still in the WWE. What happens with Brett then? Does he lose trust in Vince McMahon in WWE? Does he talk to Martha and maybe have an Owen induction later on in life? Or does Martha still, does fate still carry on because i think martha even brett couldn't start stop martha no it was her think. decision it was her decision to uh first I of all let I, me ask I, you this now before you answer that one would you like to see owen hart in the wwe hall of fame someday i mean of course i would want him to see in the hall of fame it's really martha's decision but i mean it's 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 so you know when you think of the hall of fame he's not in there of course, for certain reasons, uh, he would I, be in I, there if I, Martha I, would allow it. Yeah, but I, you know, like you mentioned, if Brett was still there and it happened, I think Brett would have just let loose on Vince and say, "Why would you ever do this?" Brett here's, would, an, here's another I question: for, I just don't think Brett would have flawed this and told Owen, "Look, you do this, I'm leaving," because I the the character was asked personally to me. I didn't like the Blue Blazer gimmick, the whole thing with. 
you know, yeah, coming no, from from the scaffold. It was the worst thing. It, it was the I worst thing. The it was hearts. so unorganized. They they flopped it big time, and sadly, we lost one of the great. Uh, I just don't. I don't know. The only way he would go in the Hall of Fame, personally, is if that did not happen. Would you like to see him in the Hall of Fame? I would. I would. Me too. It, it's a Me it's too. a big name that's just missing. I mean, I know there's still some names missing, but he is a notable name that is still. I not think there. that it would be one of the most emotional tributes that has ever been done in professional it's, wrestling. Look how emotional it gets when you mention his name. I mean, when AEW. I think that AEW is going to kill it when when Owen Hart does when they do the Owen Hart tournament. I think that that tribute is going to be fantastic. So look I'm not how, taking away any, anything from that, but I mean, look how big of a deal it was when Martha allowed it. I think it was pro wrestling tees to have t-shirt on Owen. That was a big decision to even come on. I believe it was Jericho's podcast to talk about the whole thing. 20 years down yeah. the road. That was very emotional and touching. It's uh, it, it is a very, I mean, there's so many touching moments in wrestling, but that is a major one. Um, I agree. It's a very touchy one. I'm pretty sure there's still wrestling fans to this day that have that live taping on their VHS that will just not watch it because it's that haunting. Yeah. It's yeah. uh I would personally like to see him in the Hall of Fame, but of course of the reason he won't ever he will I'm gonna say this now, he will never be in the Hall of Fame. Not with Martha there. I don't th- I don't think it's I don't gonna think happen she ever. Would go. Brett, I Especially with AEW in town. And I don't think Brett would allow it. I'm not sure if Brett has came anywhere. I don't think Brett has. I'm not sure if he has said that he doesn't want him in there either. I have no idea. Um, so that circles back to the original question. What would Brett's career be like if Owen had passed, if he was still in the WWE? <laughs> I don't know what. I, I, I Legitimately, I think Brett would have retired after that. You think so? I think he would have retired. He wouldn't. He would have left. I think uh, the Hart Foundation would have dismantled. Brett would not be there. He would just leave on. Uh, it would be a. I think that would have been a bigger story if Brett was in WWE, and that just happened, and he would have just. I guess doing a CM Punk and just left, in a way, and not yeah. come back to wrestling ever. And maybe come back down the road and, I don't know. It would be very sensitive. Uh, I I just firmly think he would tell Vince, look, I'm out of here. Don't want to talk to you about this. And that's that's it. I don't think we would have remembered. He's never seen him in a wrestling ring ever. Okay, so before we get on to the final closing uh, moments of this, I think it's safe to say that if Bret Hart would have, if the Montreal screw job didn't happen and Bret Hart would have stayed in the WWE, he would have had a much longer and healthier career. He would have. I have two uh, different, I, I, well, and, I have two and better, scenarios. better feuds. I have two scenarios with this because I, do I formally think he would have stayed even if he, if he had the title? Okay. Well, we're I, not booking it that way. We're booking yeah, that he stayed. If he stayed. So, but let's 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 hear your theories. Personally, if he probably would have stayed a little bit, and then swerved, and left with the title to WCW and done an Alundra Braze and throw the title in the trash, I personally think he would have done that. You think so? I think he would have. 
He hated the he hated the way they directed that. He just <coughs> that's the way he hated it. <clears throat> I I seriously I don't think that I don't know, man. I don't see Bret Hart as that kind of character. And I'm not talking about a gimmick. I'm talking about like his real life, like how he is in real life. I don't I don't think he's that much of a piece of trash that he would have done that. I think that he was very loyal to Vince McMahon, and he asked Vince. For a single thing. Dude, I've had this same situation happen to me, okay? Mm -hmm. I was offered X amount of money to go to the job that I'm at now, okay? My last job, I absolutely loved. Did not want to leave. I was good at my last job. Very good. Very good. Excelled in my last job. I wanted to stay. I asked for a certain amount of money. He refused to match the money. And that shit hurts because it makes you feel like you're not worth their time. And I feel like Bret Hart, I feel like Bret Hart knew his worth and was hurt by the fact that Vince McMahon didn't want to put up this kind of money for Bret Hart after everything that Bret Hart did for him. Exactly. So he left. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that was my situation. It was like, look, I love my job, but I can see that I don't mean that much to you, even though. I know what I've done for this company, so I'm fucking out of here. And I and I took the other job. Exactly. You know you what got, I mean. You got to go so, where, you know, if you feel your you feel your worth, and they're not showing it, you're gonna leave. Yeah. No matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely. You focus so on your I think futures. that that was the situation with Bret Hart. I feel like he asked for X amount of money. Vince McMahon said I can't match that money. After everything that Bret Hart's done for him. Um, when he lo- when they lost uh, his precious Hulk Hogan, and everything that was, you know, that built the w- the WWE at the time, Bret Hart carried all that on his shoulders, and he put over Shawn Michaels and built a new star in Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? He yeah. he did a lot of shit for WWE, and oh, for yeah. them to not match what he was asking, it probably crushed him. So he probably left unwillingly. He said in interviews many times he never wanted to leave the WWE. No, he just he, he just he, he just stated, wanted to. He yeah, just he wanted stated to a number know of times. Exactly, and so. I don't blame him for leaving. I don't blame him to this day for leaving. Sadly, it ended his career because of a kick from Goldberg, but he had to do what he felt was better. Absolutely, he did not have that worth to him, and if he would have just kept the title, he might have just stayed. I'm gonna he ask might have you. Missed it. What's uh, I'm gonna ask you the last, uh, the last question. Turn that fucking phone off. We are on a podcast. God damn it! It's a network, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's a network calling me. Yeah, fuck the network. So, top five. Excuse me. Top five opponents, dream opponents for Bret Hart. Okay. Um, and I'm talking about all time too. Like it can be an AEW, anybody from AEW, hmm. um, WWE. You know, we mentioned The Rock earlier. We mentioned another match with Owen Hart. Um, we can talk New Japan. We can talk ROH. We can talk anybody. Who is the top five people, if you can name five, that you would have liked to see Bret Hart work in Bret Hart's prime and whoever the opponent's prime is? Hmm. 
I mean, the one I mentioned earlier was Angle. That was one. Um, that would have been good. It would have been fun. <sighs> of all time. You know, Brett and Daniel Bryan. That would be another one I could put up That'd there. That would be phenomenal. Mm. Two technicians, two in-ring technicians. That would be great. Submission artists. Hmm. Jericho. Jericho is definitely on my list. I would have liked to see that. Hmm. trying to think i mean there's some like there's so many arguably technical wrestlers you could put with him um i'll do a wild one with you and i'm gonna say um i'd say darby that'd be one i'd be interested just interesting that'd be an interesting one for me um maybe kenny kenny would be another one all right, so there's your five. I'm going to go on and say Chris Jericho is definitely at the top of my list. Um, the Rock, because I feel like those two would have a phenomenal match. I don't know why. I just do. It would have been a fun match to watch. Um, I'm going to go on and say Brian Danielson, because just because of how technical he is in the ring, I think that would have been a really fun match to watch. Yes. I'm going to go on and say CM Punk, because... And, and I'm talking about in CM Punk's prime. CM Punk's prime versus Bret the Hitman Hart would be really fun to watch. And I'm going to go ahead and say Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Eddie Guerrero would be a really fun match to watch. Um, two, both in-ring technicians as well. Um, did That was five, right? Chris Jericho, The Rock. Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson. Eddie Guerrero. Oh, that's four. Okay, so my fifth so you got, one. Yeah, you got one more. Okay, so my fifth one. I had him too, and I just forgot it. There was definitely somebody in my head that I, I felt would have been a really fun match. Oh, yeah. Chris Benoit. That was one I was thinking. Yeah, and Chris I just, Benoit. I would have loved to see that That was one I was thinking as well. That's But Angle just, I think Angle would have put it more, I don't know. No, Angle would have been phenomenal. It would have been phenomenal. But you already mentioned him, so I took him off my list. Yeah. Chris Jericho I had to keep just because that was one that um I had mentioned earlier in this in the in this podcast, so I wanted to uh talk on that a little bit more. But yeah, I mean okay. those would be some phenomenal matches, dude. Um this is this has been fun talking about Bret Hart, yeah. dude. This went this do went you, almost well, forty minutes. Yeah. I might as well do you have one more you can throw in your mind? Oh, um, well, you already said angle. I have one. You know, I, I I'll one, say one. I'll, wait for years. I'll say one for a spectacle because we never got it. I would have liked to have seen him against Hulk Hogan. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hulk, Hulk never let that happen. It wasn't working for him, brother. No. So, <laughs> um, I would have liked to seen him with, with Hulk Hogan. Um, I would say sting, but we got that match. Yeah, that's what I was thinking in nine. Um, actually, I got two. I know uh, you mentioned. I know you mentioned the Rock, so I'm thinking, why not Brock? Brett versus Oof. Brock. I don't know about that one. <laughs> a young Brock. 
I don't know I mean, if that's working for me, brother. <laughs> or the other one, you might like this one, AJ Styles. That could be interesting. AJ said that's two different styles clash, no pun intended, but um, yeah, that could be good. That could be good. I, I, I can get down with that. I'll match you up with one more that I just keep thinking of. What about Rey Mysterio? Mm. I mean, I know you I feel like Brett could put him over good. Yeah. But Eddie Eddie was more of a technical wrestler, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio is a luchador. Luchador. So there's, there's a difference. It would, have been, it would have been maybe a different way. Yeah. Different tech, technical wrestler versus luchador. Yeah, I can see that. Because I can't remember that Brett wrestled many luchadors in his time. That I can remember. I don't think he ever did, no, because... You know, he was, it was a different time back then. They didn't yeah. do that shit. <laughs> so how about so. just mix in technical and luchadors? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this was fun, man. Yeah. I, I enjoyed, t- I, this, this came out a lot better than I thought it would. Um, I didn't really know what to touch on, but I, Bret Hart is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I, I absolutely loved watching Bret. I loved watching all of the Hart Foundation all the heart family. Um, so this is definitely a fun episode guys. I'm going to be on everything pro. I was already on everything pro wrestling. We didn't talk too much. AEW dynamite tonight. Go check out everything pro wrestling on YouTube and on Apple podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google podcasts, wherever you get your audio, uh, on demand and go give those guys a five-star review as well. It helps everybody in the podcasting game. I cannot stress that enough. They also have a merch store. Um, go check out some of their merch, man. Everybody works hard on these designs. I know uh, it's right past the Christmas season, so everybody's probably broke. But if you got some money to spare, go support them local podcasts, man. Go support uh, small streamers. Um, yeah, do the damn thing, man. Check me out on the Bombcast with Brian Williams and Graham Baker. Um, yeah, and stay tuned for next week. Next week's episode. What, 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 what the fuck are we doing next week? I don't even remember. Oh, man, there's something, Eddie. I'm trying to remember. Let me find that list he sent. <laughs> I have to go way in depth. I know. What what week are we even in? <laughs> uh, six? Seven? We are in six. So this is ep- week six. Oh, so next week is what if Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't retire early? This is going to be another long one, folks. Oh, jeez. Yep. So many dream matches coming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Um, this, yeah, this was fun. Guys, follow our social medias um, at the Pro Wrestling Shoot on Facebook and Instagram, and then on Twitter at TPWS Podcast. And also, go. F- Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have not posted a video in a couple weeks, but we will be back on it next week. Next week, we are returning to YouTube. Um, it's going to be fun. We're going to have uh, exclusive content over on YouTube. We're not going to be doing the same thing that we do on our audio shows because uh, this is my baby, and I don't want you to hear the same thing over here that you do over there. I want everybody to get something different for a different audience. So go subscribe to our YouTube, The Pro Wrestling Shoot. I'm Jesse Carter. He's James Pinard Jr. Have a fantastic week. Peace. This is The Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is The Pro Wrestling Shoot. Here we go again. This is The Pro Wrestling Shoot. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Jesse Carter. Pro Wrestling Shoot.